This is the Zone Sports Network. Back to Joe and he'll flush. And it's time to hear from the best looking, most charismatic, and certainly the most intelligent member of the Utah Jazz. Jingle Bells! Joe Ingles. Gives it back to Joe till the cop slams it in. And yes, for the record, Joe wrote this introduction. This is the Joe Ingles Show <laughs> with DJ and PK. Who? On 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. DJ PK, it's time to welcome back the man, the myth, the legend. Joe Ingles back for another another year. And he joins us on the Smart Rain guest line. Utah will be in a drought next summer. Smart Rain notes the 2022 budget planning for most businesses is already underway. Take advantage of their save now. Pay later promotion and do your part by saving water while saving money. Check out Best State Award winner Smart Rain at smartrain.net. Joe Ingles, the man. Welcome back to the show. How are you? Good, that was a hell of an introduction, and you read that little ad so fast. <laughs> it's a long ad. I've had to read a lot. <laughs> well done. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm proud of you as well. Way to come out in game one and remind everyone that you can still shoot the three ball. <laughs> I I wouldn't say I was nervous before the game, because I, I, that kind of nerves of playing basketball has been long gone, but... I was a little like, anxious to get out there because obviously I didn't play much in the preseason at all, really. Um, and I think I played one half or maybe just over just over the half, whatever it was. And um, again, not not nervous, but just obviously wanted to to see how I felt. And uh, I really hadn't played a game, a, a, a real game, proper game um, since the the bronze medal game. So. Um, yeah, I was ready to get out there. I didn't know how my lungs and my legs would feel, but um, yeah, I felt really good and, and obviously good to, to get a win and, um, and and hit a couple of shots. And um, overall, um, a lot of good things to take from, from the first game. So what do you think, 70 wins this year? That's a lot of wins. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I hope we win as many as we can. <laughs> I'm not... Uh, I don't even know what a betting agency is, but that's not uh, not my my life. So they had this kid, uh, Giddy, Oklahoma uh, City did, an Australian kid. I think he played on your Adelaide team. And what was he, what, what, like an alternate on the Olympic team? And the fun, yes. he's 19 years old, right? He, yeah, he just turned. Yeah, he just turned. <laughs> so we started the show in the spring of 2002. He was born in the fall of 2002. We're older than him. Our show is older than him, Joe. Uh, my, even my show is nearly older than him. <laughs> Did you look at him and see yourself 15, 20, 15, 16, 17 years ago? I think that that's the funny part and, and why Josh and I have, have had a really good relationship and um, – I obviously knew him when he was a bit younger and, and kind of coming through the ranks of those kids that you can obviously tell are going to be good. And um, more recently, the last few years, having a, a pretty close relationship with him. And um, it really started, I, I still remember the day he, he signed in the NBL. He decided not to go to college and, and signed the NBL. And um he signed with Adelaide, my my hometown team, as a as a kid, and um, I just remember the exact 
kind of feeling and all these memories of, of when I did that. We, we He signed when he was 17 as well. I signed when I was 17 and he moved from Melbourne to Adelaide. Um, I went from Adelaide to Melbourne um, and just a lot of similarities and, and obviously I wasn't the prospect or anything that, that he is and, and was but um, reached out to him back then and just kind of said obviously I'm here to help we're going to be on a very similar path obviously yours is a lot more clear cut than what, what mine was in terms of the <laughs> NBA but yeah. um, just with the NBL and, and helping out and um, actually so they like it's it, you, you not, you, a lot of guys reach out to guys and try and help or, or are available to help and not many guys kind of take it the action of actually kind of reaching out, asking questions and, and doing that. And I had opened that kind of line of, of conversation up to him. And um, it almost went to the other end of like, a, <laughs> not too many questions because I, I asked for it, but he was so eager for me to watch games and, and give him feedback and learn and, and ask me questions about what I do in certain situations. And um, it's really cool, obviously, now to, to see him get through the year in the NBL, and he, he played really well there. And then to, to be a, I think it was the sixth pick, six or seven, whatever he was. Yeah, um, right. And, and then, yeah, like he's like you said, he's just turned 19, and he's starting in his first game against me, which is which is pretty cool. And um, I'm glad we smacked him, but he's got a uh, he's got a hell of a future. He's a, a bright kid. He, he works hard and. I think the best part, his IQ is is unreal, and he he plays the right way. So I think with those things, he'll he'll go a long way. But um, yeah, it was cool to see him yesterday, and um, like I said, play kind of play his first ever NBA game against him. So Quinn Snyder had a uh, a good line after the opener, uh, acknowledging that he'd been asked more questions about uh, Jared Butler than he had about Rudy and Donovan <laughs> combined. Uh, but I think that just goes to the fact that the core of the team is back, and we think we all have a pretty good feel for how most of you guys play and how most of you play together. So it's the new guys. It's Whiteside and... And uh, it'll be Rudy Gay when he can play, and it'll be Butler. You know, what are these new guys going to provide? What, what can you tell us about Butler? Maybe not so much production, but more about, you know, who he is, what he's like, that kind of stuff. Um, he sits next to me in the locker. He's annoying. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think it's true of what Quinn said, and as you guys know, when I mean, you, you guys know us very well, and the way we play and the style, obviously the style we're going to play is going to be very similar. Um, there'll be some differences, obviously, because there's things that we, we've needed to work on as a team and, and individually. And um, Yeah, you, you add those pieces, I think they'll all they'll all help us at different points of the year. Um, Eric as well, Eric Pascal. And, um, Jared's been good. I mean, he, he obviously got a, a pretty big opportunity um, in the preseason with with majority of our guys kind of either resting or, or playing limited minutes and um, yeah just uh, I mean I think for, for his age um, the, the the clear cut thing is like the poise that he plays with he doesn't get sped up he plays at his own speed um, which is, is pretty cool to see in a, a younger kid um, off court he's pretty quiet he, he's kind of does his own thing Um I'm sure the other guys hang out with him. I don't hang out with any of them, so I don't know what they do outside of, outside of practice. But, um, yeah, good kid, work, works hard. Um, and obviously, uh, I think on the on court, he'll help us at times this year. I think 
getting his first taste last night was probably a, a lot. There's a lot going on, and we're back to pretty much sold out and first ever NBA game. So you know, there's a lot on his plate, but I, I think he shows signs every time he's out there of, of how good he's going to be. Um, kind of short term in, in stints, but obviously long term as well. You guys are very much a veteran team with a few additions, and even most of those guys are veterans themselves. Do you think that there will be any pacing of the team going on as you negotiate this long schedule? Yeah, I mean, there's always like kind of ups and downs, I guess, throughout the thing, um, throughout the season. And um, I think it was shoot around I got asked yesterday or whatever it was, like even just the connection of Hassan and myself, um, obviously everybody else is out on the court that's, that's new but um, with that second unit me playing pick and roll with him and, and obviously Fave has been my big for six of my eight years or whatever it is so it's um, it does take time obviously the, the good thing is majority of our group is, is back and we're, we're the same and, and obviously with Rudy out at the moment we're it's kind of Jared, Hassan and, and Eric that, are, that we're trying to kind of get up to speed and I mean, as you guys know, the, the, the system, or more the wording, the the the, the words and the, the um, names of things and the concepts, of, once he's got those down, uh, all those guys have, have those down, it, it's very easy because it's, it's all the same things. They all, one word can be in so many different plays or, or defenses or whatever, but over time it gets easier and easier, so... Um, they've been good so far. They've got the basics down, and, and obviously, as we get through this, as, as you guys know, um, Quinn will put more and more things in and, and, and make it probably a little bit more complicated. But you just kind of keep rolling with the, the punches, and we'll have we'll have some days where we we do mess up the offense or, or defense, and we'll, we'll have days where we're, we're on on par with it and, and really good. And obviously, we've got to limit the the badder days, but. Um, yeah, it's been it's been good so far, and, and getting those guys involved. And um, I mean, it's like us. What was a bubble and, and post bubble, like even just this, this style of play of shooting more threes and playing quicker, and um, getting those guys used to that. Like telling Eric to to run to the corner, and if he's open, shoot it. Like there's no hesitation with our team. So it, it does take time, but I think. Um, We'll have more good days than bad, and we've just got to limit those those bad days. So I'm curious. You know, the NBA is very much what have you done for me lately, and nobody can really look <laughs> back on what they did a while ago, right? Everybody's got to be moving forward and all that. But international basketball is a little different. Do you still get up and uh, give yourself 30 seconds to look at the bronze medal every day and feel good about that? Because that was a goal you chased for a long time. I'm looking at it right now. It's still sitting in the same spot that it. Uh had sat in when when Miller told me to hang it next to her soccer trophy. So, um, no, I I was actually thinking I need to take it off the. It's literally hanging on the door handle of a of the door right now, getting banged around every time the door. We'll put it on right now. Why don't you put it on? No, nah, it's too far away. I'm not standing up for you guys. <laughs> um, no, it is. It, it was something. It's a weird feeling. I guess I, I started with the national team in 2007 and um, was just listening to Andrew Bogut's podcast about it. He had our, our national team coach on there on his podcast and 08 Beijing Olympics and the, those couple of tournaments after that. Um, not that the mindset wasn't, we can't 
win some games, but I think meddling for us was was a, a like we would have had to play unbelievably, and maybe some teams have some some bad luck or, or whatever it was, and 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 changing that mindset um, over the kind of middle of of those twelve years of, of me playing to like no we. We've got a team that can medal. We, we've got a legitimate chance. We've got a great roster. We we just need to like put it all, like why there's this saying in Australia of like like she'll be right. Like just give it, have a crack. Like it's it's all good. Like we're we're Australian. We're fighters. That's what we do. We we play. I was like, I don't want to swear, but like f that. Like <laughs> thank we, you. <laughs> we're we're a really good basketball team. Like why can't we win? Like sure. change that mindset of like. We're not just happy to be here. We can actually go and win this game or this tournament. And um, it is, uh, like I said, it's been 12 years. And um, I, I remember it was the end of the third quarter and they started to come back a little bit. And I remember looking at Patty and, and talking to Patty throughout the game of like, this just like, this, not that we said this isn't happening again, but like there was this mindset of like, we will not let this happen again. Like, there's no chance. We've come fourth the last three tournaments. Um, I think one of the benefits for us was they hadn't been in that situation before. Slovenia, obviously, Luke is a hell of a player, and, and they had a hell of a tournament. And to even get into the tournament, they they had to play well. And um, we just felt like we weren't going to lose. And um, to, to to now again, like you said, sit here and look at it and um, talk about it, like be able to see Josh Giddy last night and, and, and he talks about it like it, it's such a, a big thing he wasn't even on the team he was the last guy cut or second to last guy cut whatever it was so um, yeah a, a lot of relief probably um, but also on the flip side of the relief side of it, it it's like I want to go back and I want to win another one and I want it to be gold or silver like um, it, it makes you more determined to, to do even more so um, yeah I'll actually I might actually put it away today. Today might be the day I put it. We've got this really cool little case that came in, so I'll probably put it in that and um, stop it getting dented, banging on the door every time <laughs> Miller rips the door open. So you're back on the traditional calendar and the traditional amount of games as opposed to last year and the year before. Does that make any difference to you? Um, no. Should it? No. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. If, if you're going to treat your body differently uh, you got to play 10 more games in the regular season uh any of that stuff matter maybe uh, i assume no. it doesn't i don't know no i think i think i mean it's probably more normal than anything obviously the the last two years have been well i don't even know what the word normal means yeah, anymore really. but um have been very different and and you've got we've all had to adjust whether it be the NBA players or, or you guys or um, every day, whatever, kids. Our kids are adjusting every day. To this. There's just so much still moving pieces in this whole thing. And um, 82 for us is obviously the regular, regular, regular season. That's what yeah. we're used to. Um, so I think, I think you just get back in the same flow, but I think, um, with our team, especially like you said, being a bit older and and more veterans and all that, I, I'm sure, and, and I have no doubt there'll be times that we'll we'll probably rest um, certain games or certain times. Um, we haven't spoken about that, but um, I think for us, obviously, winning games and, and finishing as high as we can. But then you want to be going in the playoffs 
as fresh as possible. So without thinking too far in front, you want to, um, we want to be, be thinking, I mean, even last night, like pulling all the starters out with four or five minutes, um, I think he was about to put Rudy and Mike back in and, and decided not to. So um, even those those extra couple minutes of, of rest can add up over 82 games. So, um, I mean, we've got, we've got a great team um, that, that'll decide all that stuff and I'll, I'll just do what I'm told. You still on lockdown part. on the road and all that stuff? Um, I think it's opened up a bit more. Um, I think the vaccinated, unvaccinated makes a little bit of a difference. Um, but I think we're all vaccinated. To our, not that it, I mean, it's not going to change for me. The lockdown or not lockdown is pretty much the same life for me on the, on the road anyway. But um, obviously a bit more freedom with being able to go to restaurants and, and catch up with family or friends for guys that, that have them on the road. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see... We'll kind of see how the there's obviously I said this yesterday in shoot around, but it's going to be inevitable at some point that there's going to be contact tracing or a positive case or, or something throughout this season, um, and what that looks like. And I mean, my kids are at school. I'm not going to pull my kids out of school. They they need to be in there. So obviously, we've just got to deal with the punches as they come. But um, obviously, confident within our group that that our guys are doing. The, the smartest and the best thing for, for us to be as close to safe and, and healthy as possible. We have had several coaches over the course of our show, probably four or five coaches locally who have coached here so long and done so many press conferences. Uh, we hear a question and we know the answer. I almost feel like I get to step in front of the microphone like, I'll handle that. Save your voice, coach. I know literally word for word what you're going to say. And I thought that listening to Quinn, because Quinn, after game one, got into, hey, we can't pass up shots. There's only 24 seconds on the clock. We can take, you know, if we don't take one when it comes, the odds are we're going to have a much worse shot later in the clock. And I've heard him say that dozens and dozens of times. And so I knew where he was going when he started in on that. And I wonder, at this point, and you're bringing in, you know, new guys who are going to have to work in the rotation, how much could you handle practice and just say, guys, this is what Quinn wants. We've all, everybody who's been here knows this is what he wants. How much of that could you, could you or any of the other veterans literally run because he is consistent with the message over a long period of time? Yeah. I mean, I, I said it in, I think it was one of the training camp sessions or, or one of the practices more recently. Uh, I said to Alex Jensen, who's been here the whole time with me, um, I was like, man, I know exactly what he's... He stopped practice. I was like, I know what he's going to say and I know exactly what he's talking about and I've like heard this, like the same speech of um, certain things, like you said, certain things he says or certain ways he thinks. Um, yeah, I feel like I've got a pretty good grasp on what he's going to say or what he's going to... What he's thinking to say. Um, I mean, even last night, we had a... I think they were at the freezer line and JC was about to sub in and was asking me what play we're going to run. And I looked at coach and I was like, we both said at the same time, but we said exactly the same play. And I was like, that just shows like another sign of we've been together for too long. Well, not too long. I shouldn't say too long. We've been together for a long time. Um, and it was like instantly, like we both said exactly the same play. And he like high fived me and was like, "Yep, you got it." <laughs> um, it's obviously for a few of us. We've been around him 
as you guys have, but there's, there's a couple of coaches that have been here the whole time. And I think Rudy and I are the only two from that the first year of, of Quinn, but um, obviously Donovan and that have, have been a, a good chunk as well. So, um, yeah, it's funny. I've, I've heard a lot of the same pre-season talks or, or the same... Uh, the same things about certain actions or, or certain ways we play and, and stuff like that. So I've got a, yeah, I mean, I, if he wasn't there for a day, I feel like I could coach our team and it would be exactly the same as they wouldn't, they wouldn't be able to tell the difference if my voice was the same as his. Well, it's good to have your voice back on the radio for another year, Joe. Thanks for joining us. Good luck in the coming week and uh, try not to ding up that bronze medal any more than absolutely necessary. No, I'm actually literally, as I hang up the phone, I'm going to go put it in the box. I've got the box sitting on the, our little desk upstairs. So it's just been sitting there waiting for the day that my lazy ass goes and actually puts it away. Um, but it was nice to look at it for one more time. It's actually really heavy, so might need some help carrying it up the stairs. <laughs> well, thanks, Joe. We'll talk to you again next week. Awesome. Thanks, guys. All right, there is Joe Ingles back for another year on the radio. Tons of stories behind the scenes with the Jazz, the Olympics, and life on the road in pandemic times. Slightly different pandemic times. Good, good for them. Yeah. It's got to be the longest running NBA radio show by an individual in NBA history, I bet. <laughs> by an active player. Today is the start of year eight with him. I call them volumes. I've gotten volume on it, so it's yeah. volume eight, episode one today. We've got we've got to get to ten, don't we? I don't know, man. The NBA. When I said, "What have you done for me lately?" He laughed, <laughs> and I thought oh, that means something. <laughs> well, what has he done for them lately? Was play very well. Four for seven from the three point arc, doing his thing. Spread the floor, open it up for Donovan and Rudy. Yeah, and this is a contract year for him, right? Uh, so there are obviously no guarantees. We'll have to see yeah, how it plays out. There are out, no but, guarantees in the NBA ever. Uh, Everything's crazy. Yeah, I don't even know we have guarantees in our business, what we're doing. Uh, but, nope. But it would be fun. To lo- I would like to string this out as long as we possibly can. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Everything you missed in this show coming up next. We'll get you up to speed. Stay with us. It's game week for the Cougars. And the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. It ain't over till it's over. BYU hits the road to Pac-12 country as Kalani Sataki and the Cougars square off against Washington State in Pullman. Catch the Cougar pregame show Saturday at 1230 with the postgame show immediately following the game. From Monday morning to the postgame press conference, nobody brings you better coverage of Cougar football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Pressure's on me to play well. I will play well. I don't know who the tackle is and I'm going against, but I'm, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> I'm going to kill him. And the other guy, too, on the other side, and I'm, and I'm going to play extremely well and I'm going to make plays for my team. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to set us up to, to win this game for sure. That's Vaughn Miller. Doesn't know who he's playing, but he's going to destroy him. No, he's going to kill him. Denver and Cleveland. Says here it's the Nuggets and the Browns. Yak's a little tired when he NBA, types this thing NBA up in the morning. On the, br- yeah. on the brain. Broncos and Browns tonight, Thursday night football. Both teams 3-3. Three and three. Baker Mayfield isn't going to go. Shoulder injury, he's out. Case Keenum gets the start 
for Cleveland tonight. Slacker Radio Headlines brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air. Three, couple three and three teams, you don't care. The five and one's got you locked down. You figure that's where the real competition is. Well, unless it's a really good game. And get, you, get you a little fourth quarter drama. And Mayfield isn't playing, so that's a downer. Takes a little of the zip out of it. Yeah, I mean, Cleveland is expected. They won a playoff game last year. So when they were the young nucleus, it wasn't like they were on the way out. So with that in mind, that you're thinking, okay, they're on the way up, so they can be better. Well, right now they're 3-3. Three and three. Pl- Plenty of time to be better, but I think they had thoughts of their mind to be better than they are right now. And they weren't uh, all that competitive against the Cardinals last week at home. That they got was a rolled. surprise. Yeah. And they threw a Hail Mary, didn't they? Full the of grace. Of the Lord be with thee. Blessed art thou. <laughs> See, I know that prayer. I said that every day. You don't know it. You just know it. The Hail Mary. But you don't know Hail the Mary. actual prayer. Nope. Because you guys don't recite prayers, right? No vain repetitions, PK. Well, it doesn't have to be vain. But you guys don't you guys don't recite those prayers, do you, DJ? Ravens leading the division at five and one. <laughs> Bengals at four and two, and then you got your Steelers and your Browns bringing up the rear at three and three in a very good division. Three and three, last place there. No weak sisters. See, in the religion that I was in and started, our Father in heaven, how will be thy name? Thy will be done. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. <laughs> and they say I'm not religious. Got a little more football for the people you want to catch them up on? We talked with Lincoln Kennedy. They called a screen pass. He'd been waiting for the screen and draw game for the Raiders. They got a new play caller. It's a new day. Well, Lincoln Kennedy knows his stuff when it comes to football analyzation. How great thou art. How great thou art. (laughs) You're on a roll. Keep going. Oh, he's really pleased with himself right now. (laughs) Look at you two. (laughs) That was the hat trick. Cheeseball grin back at me. What do you expect? (laughs) Yeah, it's our fault. (laughs) (laughs) You're the one over there singing hymns in the middle of a sports talk show. (laughs) And I would think that. You know, BYU football this week. Oh, boy. Two losing, two games in a row, two-game losing streak. Yep. It's time for them to put their shoulders to the wheel. There it is. Onward, Latter-day Saint soldiers. Lincoln did talk about that. He is, on the one hand, familiar with it. Onward, Latter-day Saints holders? No, the Raiders just had a coaching (laughs) change, and now Washington State has had a coaching change. But college and pro game, little apples and oranges. Pros, coaches get fired all the time. Yeah. Season, in-season. Your paycheck depends on you looking good on film. Right. So you better block whoever you're supposed to block, tackle whoever you're (laughs) supposed to tackle, shed whatever block you're supposed to shed, because... You know the guaranteed money doesn't last very long. And the unguaranteed portion, well, you had better perform. And if, yeah. if your team doesn't like you, 31 other teams are watching. There are guys at Raiders last year, their contract, they're like, well, okay, this year may suck, but I better look good if I want to be in the league Right, so at the pro level, but who really cares who's coaching? If you've just been recruited and there's an emotional bond and coaches promise we're going to take care of your kid and all that, there's a different it's thing huge. in the mix. And plus these pros, they, they, what's the chances of them playing for one team the whole time? They bounce it around. Just trying to stay in the league. What's the yeah. number of games to get to the pension? 
27, 32, somewhere in there. Some, yeah. I thought it was like 38. Oh, 38, okay. Something like that. And yeah. so you got a lot of young guys trying to get to that number? Yeah, that's really that important. That changes the rest of your life financially if you get to that NFL pension. Oh, for sure, yeah. So college yeah. is a different deal. Right. I got to think I got to think college is going to have a fair amount of effect and five guys off your coaching staff. I think it's having an effect on the Devils and they lost 3. Now these guys more than that including the head coach. I mean, we're seeing it. This this Devil team didn't commit these outrageous amounts of penalties last season. Well, they only played four games, I think, so that didn't really count. But in Herm's term, they haven't committed as many penalties, and it's just been disgraceful. And I'm wondering how many of those is due to three new position coaches. And there's maybe not the accountability, familiarity. I don't know that. That was exactly the word. Exactly the word that Lincoln Kennedy went to. You can hear the interview online. Uh, Yach's got it posted now. Accountability. That was his first word. So what are we going to get out of the Washington State Cougars? Flip a coin, man. It's too bad because they were on a roll and they were playing some good football. Maybe they can continue. Maybe they will. BYU a four-and-a-half-point favorite now at Washington State Saturday afternoon. And I think some of that, if not all of that, has to do with the crazy nature of the situation. And then you knew uh, that Rolovich had something up his sleeve, and then we hear he's going to sue. Yeah. You're not just walking away from $3 million. He's, okay, no. see ya. <laughs> Lincoln took, uh, took Oregon to beat UCLA. Does think Utah and Oregon State can be a rematch in the Pac-12 title game. Likes how Oregon is trending, but doesn't think yeah, they necessarily I mean, got it. barely beats lock. Cal. They're right I'm down there at the end of the game. Going to have to win some low-scoring games Oregon is a week-to-week proposition. Coming off a seven-point win over Stanford, they get a seven-point win over— excuse me, a seven-point loss to Stanford, they get a seven-point win over Cal. And your, yeah. and your week-to-week theory. And Fresno State and Ohio State were one-touchdown games as well. They won both of those. So they blew out Arizona and they blew out Stony Brook. Great. Everybody else has been a seven-point game. They win more of the close ones than they lose. But that doesn't yeah, mean I don't they know. can't you, lose I, another game yeah, or two. Yeah, I don't know. Did you, you take the win for sure, but I don't know like you proved anything that you're the dominant team oh. by winning a one-score game against Cal when Cal has the ball inside the five right at the end of the right. game. And that's part of why Lincoln thinks Oregon State can get to the Pac-12 title game. I think there's five teams that can get to the Pac-12 title game. Oregon, Oregon State. And the two... Utah, U- UCLA, SU. Yeah, the two one-lossers. No, I'm just going by... I'm not going by any particular so Washington State, just going standard. Washington State at three and two, you're writing them off. Even though they're only a, a game behind Oregon. Yeah. And they've got the tiebreaker on Oregon State, but they've got the coaching right. change. Right. The coaching change to me. I may reevaluate that, but the coaching change at the collegiate level, and it's, and it's basically the staff change. You're down five. You're down half. You can have ten assistants, right, or ten co- coaches, and now you're down half of them? That seems like a lot. We talked jazz. What do you think of game one? Game one had a lot of things in it that were super predictable. Things we have seen a million times. Rudy went out and got 21 rebounds. So Rudy can rebound. That's a shock. Not a lot of Jazz fans are stunned by that development. Can he average 20 a game this year? No. I think he can. 
Ah, that would be a huge number. It would. How back, long has back it in the been? Days in Wilt. Yeah, how long has it been since the NBA rebounding leader averaged 20 a game? Did Moses Malone do it? Because he put up some big numbers. But you're still going back 30, 35 yeah, and years. And part of the reason is the shooting is better. Yeah, there are fewer rebounds to be had. And some of the rebounds out there to be had are going to be missed threes, long threes that have to be run down that don't. That doesn't help a guy who's right in the paint. Clip, Clint Capella led the NBA at 14.3 rebounds per game last year. Can he have a 30-rebound game? <laughs> I'll take no. No? Back to your point about missed shots. Right. The other team's really cold. That would have to happen. Obviously. And I would still say no. Okay, 25. Yes, that could happen. I'll give you that. Other team has to be cold. He's all sorts of fired up. Season opener and Favors is there, and he went off. Favors isn't as athletic as he used to be, and Rudy knows it, and Rudy went nuts. Twenty rebounds in a season. <laughs> no way. It looks like that hasn't happened since 1969. So we're 50 plus years since that happened. What did Wilt do? Uh, that was Wilt uh, at 21 a game. Right. But how many times did he do it? Oh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. It looks like eight. Yeah. I mean, it was happening. He and Russell were doing it every year. They were they were dominating. There was one time when I was working at the Watchdog when we were at Main Street, and I said to one of the guys, big East Coast guy, I said, well, yeah, they had more rebounds then because players couldn't make shots. I mean, Kuzi's considered all that, never shot 40%. Well, he couldn't just, and this would have been in the 90s, you couldn't just look in the computer. So he goes to the basketball register thing that we'd have. Yeah. And he's, he's just looking. You'd see him searching <laughs> over there. <laughs> and I'd already looked it up. Somewhere along the line, so I knew what I was talking about because I spent a lot of dead time in the yeah. Daily Breeze killing time. <laughs> and so you look at that stuff. And uh, so I knew back then if you shot 40% from the field as a perimeter player, not as Wilt with his dunks, you were considered all that. And, and go look at Wilt Chamberlain's stats if you haven't. Blow your mind. Minutes played 46, 47, 48, 5. The game's only freaking 48 minutes. Uh, in his fourth year, he averaged 48-5. <laughs> Got to play some OT games to push that number up there. So his first, his first five years, 46, 47, 48, 47, 46. Load management. <laughs> Rudy averaged a career-high 13.5 rebounds per game in each of the last two years. He set the career high in 20, and he matched it in 21. And so this is the 21-22 season now, 13 and a half. Wilt retired in 72-73 at the age of 36, and he averaged 13.2 points a game and 18.6 rebounds and 4.5 assists. So I guess he retired out of boredom. <laughs> like, you know, I just don't want to do all those 6 a.m. flights anymore. Yeah. I've won titles. Well, back the then, 36 was way old. It was. But the numbers he's putting up, he could have played. He's averaging a double-double with four and a half assists. He can play. Yeah. He just didn't want to. 
could have no. played if he wanted to. At 25 years of age, he averaged 54, 50.4 points a game and 25.7 boards. <laughs> You're just you're just an eighth grader playing with the third graders at that point. I'm pretty good. Oh my goodness. Oh man, and that twenty five point seven rebounds wasn't even his career high. It was the fifty points was. Talked a little baseball this morning. Man, the Dodgers. That momentum didn't last very long. Couldn't hit a lick. Two runs uh, on four hits. Well, they hit four home runs, the Braves did. What's the 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 uh the old line momentum in baseball extends to the next day's pitcher. Braves win 9-2. They're up three games to one. Astros win 9-1. to one. They're up three games to two on the Red Sox. I think the Dodgers, the injuries caught up to them. Justin Turner goes down. Kershaw isn't playing. Muncy's a clutch hitter, a big power guy. He's not in the lineup. So they got Lux out there in center field who dropped one the other day, then yesterday lets a single fall in front of him where Urias raises his hands like, what the crap are you doing? Well, he wouldn't be playing because Muncy would be at first and Bellinger would be in the outfield. I don't want to cry for them when they have an $80 trillion payroll, but I think in the final analysis, this caught up to them. Although the Brave fans are saying, wait a second, we got a Cunha Jr. who went down and he was our best player. Gotcha. I hear you. You're right. But then you got a kid like Eddie Rosario coming out of nowhere and hitting 600 in this series. Well, the Dodgers need someone to come out of nowhere in Game 5, 6, and 7. Now, they had a 3-1 deficit twice last year, at least once in the postseason, and they came back, but I would be stunned if they did it this year. DJ and PK, your feedback's coming up next. Stay with us. Time for your feedback. Question of the day, was the Jazz good enough for you in Game 1? Kathy says it was fun, except I'm feeling bad for favors. And Dylan says, for real, dude's playing with a bunch of scrubs, unfortunately. I think unless he gets traded midseason, he's probably smart to hang it up after this season. Wait, wait, you're going to pay me $10 million to play basketball? <laughs> Took the words right <laughs> out of my mouth. Would you hang it up, PK, if you had a player option for $10 million next year? No. <laughs> That's what I thought. 9.7 this year. Almost 10.2 next year. No. And I have the option? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's his option. No. If I'm living, yeah. I'm playing. <laughs> I'll, I'll be back. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Greg says uh, Will Chamberlain was pretty good at basketball, but his best work was with the Governor. They made the movie together. <laughs> and they got someone said a gif of the movie. I think his best work was on the beach with sand volleyball. Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about, yeah. He's a big volleyball player, too, wasn't he? Just blocking guys in the net without jumping? You can imagine him on the uh, AVP tour today. (laughs) Dominating. (laughs) He died at 63 years of age, 1999, this month. Hmm. Colton says, uh, hey, the Braves gave up a 3-1 deficit to the Dodgers last year. The big right. difference is they were playing in a weird year on a neutral field. Okay. Uh, once they got to the playoff, I don't know that it was weird. It seemed the, the neutral field in Texas did seem different, but the actual games, what difference does it make? You're playing baseball, 27 outs, seven-game series, blah, blah, yeah. blah. I think the Dodgers were healthier. And the Braves got some role players who are just kicking butt this year. I mean, I said Acuna being out, and Asuna's also been out. Uh, I think they've had a pitcher out, uh, but none of that matters, man. 
the Draper Ute says, good win for the Jazz. Nobody played over 30 minutes. Celtic starters played over 45 in an OT loss. I call it a good start for the Jazz. It was double OT, wasn't it? I believe you're right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. The start was what they wanted, and it's what they got. Mike says the Jazz comfortably covered the spread, if that's what you mean. I have no idea what basketball spreads are. I saw it. Normally, I don't. I don't. Know. I, don't but know. I saw it. It was like 13 and a half. So. Oh, was it? And it, it's not what we meant. And we've talked basketball spreads are crazy. I don't know why people do that. I, I don't even pay any Neither attention. Neither one to of them. us. Yeah. There's too many garbage points. We see 20 point leads go to 10 and 10 point leads go to 20 just because of when a coach decides to pull the starters or leave them in. So I've never bet a cent on pro sports ever in my life. Don says, that was a great start on the road to the championship. Get on board while we have some seats left. This is our year. I'll scoot over. Make room. Jeremy says, they played pretty poorly and still won by 20. I don't think they played pretty poorly. You didn't think that was a little ragged start to that game? Mm. I suppose, but I'm not expecting them to be in midseason form. They didn't need to be. And they knew going in they didn't need to be. They only played, the, the starters only played two, two preseason games of the four. Except for Miss, Mitchell missing a few shots. The starters it, looked, it looked like, like jazz basketball. Look, yeah. I have jazz DNA. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. When no I got the vaccine, you, I asked for it. No, you had it before that. That's why you made that hook no, shot and headed up the tunnel. But I really have it now. I'm on board. I mean, once they got Dwayne Wade, I said, that's it. I am in. And he was getting some golf lessons from Finau. Yeah, we all saw that. <laughs> well, you know, while you're here, what yeah. do you think? Yeah, it's real, the, the wrist is the whole thing. Right, so it's the wrist that lets me hit the 300 yards? If I only knew. <laughs> <laughs> all right, coming up next, Jake and Ben right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Stay with us.